Is Brock Purdy for real? Like, for real, for real, this good. All that more in this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. She is Kate Magic. Follow her on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Kate, Thursday night football, pretty decent game. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I, I feel like that was like one of the more low-key fun games. And Marcus, I love when like my my least favorite thing is when we have this game at the beginning of the year and it looks like it's going to be just from a scheduling standpoint, one of the best matchups all year. I love when it happens in reverse uh, where like the matchup looks terrible and then it happens to be actually really interesting with well, like like next week, like. Jets Jaguars on uh, Thursday night football beginning of the year. Never would have guessed. Yeah, I like that. Sounds it's kind of an interesting matchup. Like, is Trevor Lawrence going to be literally eaten alive by Sauce Gardner? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But he's he's hot right now. Is Zay Jones going to continue to Zay Jones all over the like? There's lots of interesting storylines left in the tank, and I love when we shift from disappointment to oh. That ended up not being too bad. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, this game wasn't too bad. Let's talk about the the 49er side of things. We've got to start. You mean with Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy? Yeah, we got to start with Brock Purdy. Yeah. Uh, Kate, he opened this game, I believe, eleven of eleven, uh, just throwing. <laughs> I don't want to say dimes because it's a little. It's not quite the case, but he was throwing nice passes to wide open receivers. Kate, in his two starts now for the 49ers. Uh, he's completing 70% of his passes, 402 passing yards, four touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. In fact, he could have had even bigger games if the 49ers weren't up so much in that Tampa Bay game. They were up, what, 35-7, to seven, like midway through the third quarter. I'm just going to ask you, is Brock Purdy for real? I like I think he's actually a, a a really decent quarterback, but I think a lot of what Brock Purdy is doing lends itself to the scheme. This is a very quarterback friendly scheme. And I think like I, I'm leaning into that narrative. I'm not here to be the wet blanket on the Brock Purdy train because like dude is so fun to watch. He's clearly got the leadership skills. The locker room loves him. Like it's a really fun story, but Marcus, I do think that the Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy hype is a moment for dynasty managers to take advantage of. Okay. How would you bit. do that? I'm trading for Trey Lance. Like Brock Purdy, man, he's, he's fantastic, right? Like it just has played really clean and good football, two touchdowns in each of his last three games. Like, does not look like Mr. Irrelevant in any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. He looks like a really competent quarterback. Like, give me Brock Purdy over Zach Wilson 10 times out of 10, and I'll take it. But I do think, like, let's not get too lost in this hype of what Brock Purdy uh, is doing for this team. 
when we still have a, a you know a former top end draft pick in waiting that I think has had a lot of time to dispel some of the concerns that I had uh, with him in the pre-draft process. So like coming out of college, right. We, we had Trey Lance. He was a very high upside draft pick. Um, Like you knew he had arm talent. You knew he had mobility. Either this man gets his shot with the 49ers in 2023, or I have to imagine he gets a shot elsewhere. Like, I don't really think it's it's a matter of of you know does he fall down the depth chart. I really feel like this is going to be a guy that's going to either garner enough interest to give them a, a you know significant reason to trade him. He's a former number three overall pick. He's had lots of time to learn this system. If he does get the the, the chance to start, like that was my biggest concern with Trey Lance is that lack of you know, a, a lot of time and a lot of uh, reps, like he hasn't gotten the reps, but he's gotten a lot of mental reps and he's had a lot of time to learn this playbook. It's already a very, very friendly uh, system for quarterbacks. If he gets a shot, I think he's going to have immense success with the time that he's been able to sit out and learn and develop mentally as a quarterback. Cause I feel like that was his biggest downfall. Um, Biggest knock coming out of college, uh, accuracy. Guess mm-hmm. what? Kyle Shanahan and his system, perfect, perfect for that. Like, because you're not scheming to get the ball down the field. You're you're scheming for yards after the catch. I think this is the moment to trade for Trey Lance when Brock Purdy hype is at its highest. All right. So my first question for you is, how appealing is Trey Lance to you if he's not in San Francisco. Let's say for whatever reason they decide to stick with Brock Purdy and they say, Hey Trey, we're gonna trade you somewhere else where you can get a chance to start. How much how much do you devalue him if he's somewhere else next year? Um I don't I don't know that I devalue him all that much, to be honest. Cause I think the upside offset like for me, the 49ers offer him a safer floor, right? Like because of that scheme, because of the the ability to, you know, get the ball in receivers' hands and allow them to make the plays. Like, we already know they have those talented receivers. We already know that George Kittle is a yak monster. We already know that Debo Samuel, one healthy yak monster. But I think if he gets a shot with another team, that kind of puts the ball back in his hands. And maybe he does make, you know, big plays down the field. It's very dependent on landing spot. I think it's dependent on coaching, but we know that he has the physical attributes mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of like the toughest part to wrangle it but in. I, My second question is, is do you think there's a chance that Trey Lance in 2023 is just Brock Purdy's backup? Because it does feel like every game that Purdy plays well in and the 49ers win it raises the chance that they either go into next year with a pure quarterback competition or Purdy's just a starter. Let me, let me give you a very realistic possibility. I think I kind of think the 49ers are the best overall team in the NFC. Now the Eagles obviously have a better record, but what happens if the 49ers get to the Super Bowl 
or even win it, there's absolutely no way you can go back to Trey Lance, right? Then that's where you, that's where the team trades Trey Lance. Like there's, I cannot foresee a, a universe. But, but is there, is there going to be another team out there that wants to trade anything significant for Trey Lance going into year three after having like three starts under his belt and coming off a big injury? Cause I wonder at that point of the 49ers are just like, Hey, look what happened to us last year. We had a bunch of injuries. Let's just hold on to this guy. His contract is cheap unless they're getting first round pick plus. I don't even think you need first round pick plus. Like, wouldn't you want to trade? I mean, like looking at the Packers, right? Like if, if the Packers were to have even gotten a, a second round pick, I, I feel like at, at some point they would have considered it. Like this is a number three overall pick. You literally like it very nearly um, could have tanked your entire team because of the draft capital that you invested in Trey Lance. If you can get a smidgen of that back, knowing that Kyle Shanahan has a system in place that is favorable to backup quarterbacks in general, like you can go, you know what, like next year, go draft another Brock Purdy. Not that they grow on trees, but like you can get a backup quarterback in the draft next year. Like that is going to be working within the same uh, QB system that trade, like it's literally just, it's a waste. It's wasteful. And I think that John Lynch would be doing himself and this team's future a disservice. If they just let Trey Lance sit as a backup, even if you're getting it like, you know, second round third round offers for Trey Lance it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens with the 49ers because I I just got a feeling this team is going to go a long ways in the playoff if Purdy continues to play at or near the level that we saw uh, the last two weeks it's gonna make for some really tough decisions for the 49ers and I also wonder like with Brock Purdy being a seventh round pick and the 49ers being up against the cap kind of over the next two or three years, that's not going to factor into this as well. I've got some more questions about the 49ers that I want to ask you, Kate. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you about Tommy John's, the absolute most comfortable underwear on the planet. Don't make your loved ones face the debt of winter in old T-shirts, ancient underwear, and ratty sweats. Help them fight cold with cozy. Give the gift of Tommy John. And Tommy John, you're just that much more comfortable. You can do everything better. I mean, no lie, I'm wearing my Tommy John pants right now. They're super comfortable. Shout Tommy John's Wrap It Up sale right now and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself. It's okay to buy for yourself around Christmas. With new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas, I recommend the loungewear. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. With over 18 million pairs sold, uh, giving Tommy John has become a holiday tradition. 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Celebrate softness season with the gift of Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. Every gift is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Hurry to Tommy John's Wrap It Up sale and get 30% off everything plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash lockdown. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays. 30% off plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash lockdown. tommyjohn.com slash lockdown. See site for details. 
All right, Kate, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey because there was a point in this game where I saw that he would had played 45 of the 46 snaps on offense. Um, Kyle Shanahan, who loves using running back by committees, isn't doing that. Christian McCaffrey's 26 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. Also caught six passes for 30 yards. I mean, Kate, if I would have told you before the trade that, hey, Shanahan's going to give McCaffrey 32 touches in a game, you would have thought that's bonkers. But my question for you, do you think Christian McCaffrey is a little undervalued in Dynasty right now? He's being ranked as RB6 behind players like Saquon Barkley and Travis Etienne. I mean, I think he is from like a offensive scheme standpoint. Uh, again, this offensive scheme is friendly to pretty much all positions, right? This team is winning. This team, I like you mentioned it earlier in the show. I like, I don't think there's any team that has fewer holes right now than the San Francisco 49ers. They're, they're a winning team. They, they produce offense and, um, you know, I actually kind of disagree with the sentiment that like Kyle Shanahan is a running back by committee guy. I think he's been forced to be a running back by committee guy because of the fact that I, the running back position has been a smorgasbord of injuries. Like it's been brutal. It has been such bad luck. And it feels like whenever there is a truly healthy running back, we actually see Kyle Shanahan commit, which I don't, maybe that's also to his detriment. Like maybe that's fueling the injuries because like every time I feel like we're, we're seeing Christian McCaffrey have uh, a high carry load. I'm a little bit nervous, but I mean, I also do wonder like how did the Elijah Mitchell thing change things? Because it's clear they love Elijah Mitchell. And when he was healthy, he was getting carries even with Christian McCaffrey. But Kate, to your point, the last seven games, He's been getting a ton of work, 15 carries, uh, just over five and a half receptions. So you're talking about 20 touches on one of the most efficient offenses in the league. Yeah, it feels like Christian McCaffrey is pretty underrated. And this goes back, Marcus, to, I think, the age-old question of how do you value aging running backs? And, like, this is kind of the reason why we've, struggled I think as by and large to properly evaluate Derrick Henry right the touch totals are high what do you do with that like with an aging running back it's hard like yeah Christian McCaffrey 26 years old like it's not necessarily aging but the touch totals are there um but you know what he's had two years off uh essentially to not be accumulating further touches and the beautiful thing is if he starts to wear down as a rusher, he's going to, I think, continue to see work as a receiver for a long time. Um, is it is it a hot take or just a – I guess it would be a hot take. It would be like a freezing cold take to just say I hated him when he was being valued as like RB1, RB2 this offseason. But now that he's like RB5, RB6, I'm in. Like that's – yeah, that seems like the right price. Yeah, it, it feels right because you know what, Marcus, you're probably going to get RB1 production. Like it yeah. anytime for, he's on the field. Anytime he's getting... on the field, you're going to get that RB1 production and the upside's there. So like yeah, go trade if if I can swap um, you know, 
Christian McCaffrey for, let's see. Um, Walker. Yeah. Like it's we interesting. We need to talk about Walker in a second, but yes. It's interesting for a team in win now mode. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Uh, we, we should talk about Kenneth Walker from last night. He was coming off an injury. He did play a lot. He got 12 carries for 47 yards. Um, he actually helped out in the passing game a little bit. So if you started him this week in your playoffs, four for 32. So in PPR leagues, that's like 12 points. Obviously, that's not going to win your matchup for you, but I don't think it's going to cause you to lose either. Um, I was encouraged. Like, this isn't the type of game where I, this could very easily have been a game where Kenneth Walker just looked really, really bad and he gets you four points against the number one ranked defense in the league and you get discouraged. But instead, he finds a way to make it at least a double-digit week for you. I'm, I, I think overall this game actually made me feel more encouraged long-term about Kenneth Walker. If he's going to get four targets a game, five targets a game, I'm in. Yeah, Marcus, the, the encouraging thing here is San Francisco 49ers, like best rushing defense in the league. Uh, league low, 13 fantasy points allowed per game to opposing running backs. I mean, that is insane. Like the, this defense has absolutely shut down uh, opposing running backs and it, not like bad ones either. Austin no. Eckler less than 10 fantasy points. Alvin Kamara, four fantasy points. Uh, like you have a lot of, of potential here. And Marcus, the most interesting thing is the only running back in the NFL who's had more than 15 fantasy points against the San Francisco 49ers defense this year was Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. That like, that just tells you how dominant they've been. They face some really good talent and, um, like Kenneth Walker to come out and not uh, poop the bed. Um, I'll say uh, the, the continued use as a receiver, um, you know, five targets in this outing. And it really, it, it was very encouraging for his floor. Like, cause you know, the ceiling is so high. Kenneth Walker is truly that dude. Um, and he should continue to be valued as a top five dynasty running back. Very easily. All right, Kate, let's do some promotion commotion. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Total Wine and More. This holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine and More. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new Cabernet or Chardonnay or the perfect gift for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guy. Do you have a favorite wine? Um, you know, actually, I, I, I don't. Um, Are I'm you not a wine of- drinker. I'll drink wine, Marcus, but I'm very, I'm very open. And one of my favorite things about Total Wine and More is that they have the little samples. Yeah, it's like I'm not committed to a favorite wine, and I get to go there and I get to try out different wines, and I kind of walk away from the store every single time yeah. with a different bottle. Yeah. and that's yeah, what I, I like. Do. I like white wine and whatever. Uh, so <laughs> you can find whatever wine you want, all with the confidence of knowing you found something special for the absolute lowest price. Love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Curbside pickup and delivery available. Most areas visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly. B21. All right, Kate. Promotion, commotion time. This is a big one. Most leagues in their fantasy playoffs now. We got to give you a great flex play to help you advance to the next round. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Taysom Hill this week. Yes. 
<laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm sweating about it a little bit. I'm, I've, I, but like, it, it's very hard to uh, consider starting Taysom Hill in your fantasy playoffs. It, like, if you don't have either the tight end position secured or if you don't really have a great flex play, I'm kind of all in on Taysom Hill. Um, you have Mark Ingram injured. You have, uh, you know, this matchup against the Atlanta Falcons defense who um, have been a really nice matchup for uh, opposing running backs. Yeah, I know Taysom Hill is not a uh, a running back, but he sure can function as one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the the opportunity, I think, is going to be there. The, the team is, uh, I, I think, in need of some playmakers and. And why not uh, against this this defense that's allowed uh, Deontay Foreman 100-plus rushing yards uh, twice. <laughs> Brian Robinson 100-plus rushing yards. Najee Harris looked capable against mm-hmm. this defense in Week 13. Like, um, I, I'm in. All right. I got two different names for you. Uh, okay. Both of these guys are owned in – so one of these guys is owned in 8% of leagues on ESPN. One is owned in 2%. Let's start with the first one. Chris Moore for the Houston Texans. We talked yes. about Chris Moore last week. Kate, he had 11 targets last week, caught 10 of them for 121 yards. He should have had a touchdown. I'm still not convinced that he didn't get in. It was called a touchdown initially on the field. Reviewed, got taken off the board. Uh, no Nico Collins this week. Likely no Brandon Cooks. They're playing the Chiefs, which means they're probably going to be in a negative game script. I, I'm perfectly fine starting Chris Moore. I think it's a floor you're getting five for 50 with a chance to get much much more the other one for me tutu atwell in baker's first start tutu got nine targets he got five for 50 yards against green bay i could see them doing a lot of similar things of these short slants bubble screens i like tutu atwell as somebody who seems like his role in the offense is growing he's had at least 20 uh, yards in four straight weeks, I'll play two two this week if I'm desperate for a flex play. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. At the quarterback position, let's shout out uh, Matt Ryan, who is going up against the Minnesota Vikings. And can we even, Vikings, can Matt Ryan even hear? He's that old. Like no, we, he. You have to really he, shout for Matt Ryan. You have to shout for Matt Ryan. Uh, but like Matt Ryan and the Alec Pierce stack, I might actually. Uh, be rolling with in some of my leagues where I'm super desperate, my two quarterback leagues. But I mean, this, this matchup has produced QB one after QB one after QB one. And Marcus, the, the most productive games we've seen out of uh, Matt Ryan this year have been against bottom 10 passing defenses. So I think the opportunity is there. Alec Pierce, big play guy, against a, a secondary that's been allowing some big plays. I I I don't hate the Matt Ryan Alec Pierce uh pairing this week. No, even I, if it feels very vom- vomititious. Vomititious. Yeah. I I I agree with you. I'm also just kind of keeping an eye on Curtis Samuel. I know that's somebody that we talk about a lot and his ownership really varies depending on leagues. He's like 50% owned in uh, ESPN leagues right now. Just keeping an eye on it there to see what yep. happens. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Uh, 
the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you would download the Locked on Dynasty podcast. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at FFBallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy Saturday football, Sunday football. We've got a Monday night game that you and I will talk about uh, on Monday morning. It's a great, great week of football, everybody. Have a nice weekend. We'll see you next time.